0: Hey, welcome to Guitar Knobs, the guitars, gear, noise, and nonsense podcast hosted today by these knobs. Tony Dudzik, Pick Guardian. Jared Brandon. No. Brandon, Won pickups. Brandon's hot tonight. That's right. Oh, my goodness. Hey, everybody, this is Todd. Welcome to the Guitar Knobs podcast. We are thrilled to be here together. Mm. We're thrilled that you are with us. We're thrilled that you are, have chosen our podcast to listen to. There's so many good ones out there, and you should listen to more, all of them, really, but especially this one. We really <laughs> like that you're doing that for us, right? Tony, yeah. what do we do on this show? We like to talk about gear.
1: Specifically, we like to talk about and to the builders of, of gear. Specifically, boutique gear.
0: Amps, guitars, guitars, pedals, pedals pedal boards, accessories, more pedals, guitars, and guitars. Yeah. Hey, we're in luck because guess who's on the line?
2: It's, uh, this is Boot from B.A. Ferguson. Hey. Boot <laughs> from
0: B.A. Ferguson Guitars. Yes, yes, That's yes. Right. Probably seen quite a few things, especially with all the Nam, uh noise that, that came over across the uh, the Instagrams. I'm sure you saw his happy face. And uh, probably standing next to Nick Greer a couple times, right?
2: Oh yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. We're we're hang out. We're nam buddies. Nam
0: buddies. Nice, <laughs> dudes. We are going to have a fantastically fun show tonight. Is that in an order? It it it's. We are. You will. You will. <laughs> um, All right. First, we got a couple of announcements to take care of real quick. Hey, we want to thank Rode for the procaster mic that my mouth is spewing all this noise into and Tony's and Jared's That's right. And no noise here. We want to give a big fat thank you to the Rodecaster Pro the, the, the thing that's capturing all the noise that's spewing out from the Procaster mic it is Rode has been very good to us This is these are excellent products if you yourself are thinking about starting a podcast or you uh, want to record uh, any other things with your voice or, or even your band or your instruments just your, you know when you're jamming at home in your bedroom or your basement or whatever and you want to record this stuff this is kind of a really nice way to do it it's yeah. nice and easy uh, so check them out Rode mics also, we had, uh, we've gotten a lot of great mail recently, so you're going to see that trickle through cross here soon, but tonight I'm going to read something. Hey guys, love the show. I'm a new listener. I'm a podcast freak and a guitar nerd, but until recently, these two interests had not combined for some reason. I found you on Instagram and, and have been listening to nothing else for the past few weeks. Wow, thank <sighs> you. That's excellent. Uh, I might recommend taking a little break. Take a little break. <laughs> yeah. Um, At least a bathroom break. Does I work wiring guitars for Gibson USA and Nashville? I've heard of that. I've heard of that. Who? Gibson USA. Oh. Uh, and I thought oh, you would thought be interested to know that uh, <laughs> many, many Gibson guitars have been wired while listening to your show. That's really cool. That's great. You could do it like you like and describe it some way. Just put like GK on every one that you do, right? <laughs> don't, don't do that. I don't want you to get fired. Uh, anyways, it says, I've been interested in building pedals for some time. And listening to your show has inspired me to finally buy some kits and build some effects that I've been wanting. DIY kits are a bit cheaper, so that appeals to me as well. Thanks for the show, guys. I'm happy to find Kindred Spirits in the podcast world. Us, too. That's from James Pegler. Thank you, James, for sending that. We Thanks, love James. stuff like that. Thank you. It's a twofer. It's like, hey, I, we really like your show. Awesome. That's fantastic. And I'm doing something with it. It's one thing to listen to. He's, he's doing something with it. It's, and if that,
1: I, com- that company he's working for ever gets anywhere, we could probably have them on as a guest. We they could,
0: can- Yeah. That would be great. Maybe they got a model or two. Um, that'd be awesome. I can't wait to see them when they finally come out with their you know, full line and everything. But uh, big thanks to James Pegler for sending that. We appreciate you, buddy, and uh, we hope you continue listening and sharing the love out there. Share the love, people. If you're seeing us on Instagram, for Pete's sakes, just give us a follow, man. Just do it. It feels good. I know it will. You feel good when you hit something. You're like, button. Ah, feels good. So, do that for us. We'd appreciate it. Gentlemen, hmm. we've got a lot to talk about tonight. So, I'm just many, trying to get many right many to it. Things. We're going to find out what is going on in our music world this week. Tony, we're going to hear from you, and then we're going to engage Mr. Boot Ferguson. Okay.
1: So, I should go first. You should yes. go first. All, All right. right.
0: <clears throat> so, uh, well, this actually just happened this week,
1: which coincidentally would be in my music week world this week. Now you sound like me. I'm talking like Todd. (laughs) Jeez, it's catchy. Um, So uh, I I was having some noise problems with my Mm -hmm. AC-15 Vox, and um, I figured it was a tube or something like that, which, you know. Wasn't your playing? (laughs) I got you good, man. Uh, No, it was not my playing. Oh, okay. I play very tastefully. (laughs) But anyhow, uh, Rob Chafe. Uh, from Mad Cow, yes, uh, happened to be at my shop. I, w- I did a pick guard for him. He uh, repairs amps for a living, and you? he repairs amps for a living. I said, the "Hey, he knows a thing or two. Hey, you got you got some time to take a look at this beast? Mm-hmm. So he said, "Yeah, it's a good timing." So he took it took it home with him, and a uh, big big shout out to him because he you know he gave me a, a a call that that afternoon and said, "Well, you got a cracked." Tube socket, couple of the tubes are shaky. Whoa. Uh, but it was an extremely uh, fair price,
0: a small price to pay. That's kind of nuts, because I've that amp just sits there. I've only ever seen it sit there. he's he susp- are hand-wired, too. Yeah. He, he suspects that
1: uh, somebody, when they changed tubes... Now, I had never changed tubes in this amp mm. since I got mm. it. Uh, but somebody put a slightly larger AX7... In the socket and maybe kind of pushed a little too hard, yeah. Yeah. Uh, So cracked the cracked the socket, Uh, but that's quick, easy, cheap repair. Um, But um, so anyhow, long story. (laughs) Well, I'll I'll go to part B on this. So uh, he uh, fixed it up, put some new tubes in it, cleaned everything. It's like incredibly quiet now. I mean, awesome background noise wise. But I guess the lesson that I learned, because the only thing I did to this amp is it originally came with a greenback uh, Celestian. Uh, I put an Elnico Blue in it. Really? Yeah. He put it in? No, I put it in. You well, put it When in. I got the amp. I, so oh, okay, I took gotcha. out the green, put in the blue. Yeah. And um, he said, you know, because it's switchable between 8 ohms and 16 ohms mm-hmm. on, the, on the output, um, he says, you know, you've got an 8 ohm speaker in there, but your amp is set to 16. Uh-oh. I said, I thought I got a 16-ohm speaker. <laughs> well, it turns out I didn't. And all this time, it's been running at the 16-ohm setting. Oh, my God. Um, luckily, it didn't take out the, the output transformer. Yeah. Uh, but so, uh, so he said, I'm going to switch it where it belongs. And, and so I guess the, the lesson we should learn is when you change speakers... Triple check. Even if you're experienced, like a, a person like myself... Yes don't be me. <laughs>
3: yes. <laughs> oh my goodness.
1: So, but no, I'm real happy with it. Uh the, the amp sounds great again. Um it's just uh it, w- it was interesting he he ha- had it on a on oscilloscope, and uh he was, you know, doing some he's, he shot a video of that and showed that to me too. So That's cool. Thanks, Rob.
0: Yeah. That's like having a doctor go up your nose with a video camera, but different. Yeah. All right, Boot. What's going on in your music world this week, buddy?
2: Hey, guys. Uh, there's there's a whole lot going on. Um, uh, on top of restructuring the business and all that stuff, <laughs> I'm uh working on a uh, quite a few builds. Uh, Flyweight's been our most successful guitar. Just really
0: quickly before you get deep into this, can you <coughs> can sure. you um let people know where they can best find you um on Instagram and or the internet right now
2: sure yeah uh instagram you can find me at b.a ferguson guitars uh facebook same thing uh b.a ferguson.com uh also on twitter and i have a a tiktok account that i don't use very well because i'm not young (laughs) and hip so
0: (laughs) right or if you if you are trying and it's accidentally recording (laughs) right yeah (laughs)
2: <laughs> all yeah. right cool well everybody so, go yeah. make
0: sure you go check uh check him out on instagram and online and and see the guitars that we're talking about um so you can follow the bouncing ball on the show that is jared okay tell us what's going on in your music world
2: been uh been just cranking out guitars so we moved i used to be in south carolina and we made a move uh over a year ago um and it was kind of a a means to uh, take several steps back in order to take uh, better steps towards the future, mm-hmm. if you know what I mean. Sure. So um, so we've been in uh, El Paso, Texas, actually on the outskirts of El Paso, Texas, uh, in a little town called Chaparral, New Mexico. And uh, I've been building guitars out here. Uh, I've actually built more guitars uh, this past year than I ever have an entire year. And uh, and that was kind of – a Kind of the point in uh, in stepping away from what I had. I had a uh, full-on repair shop we did uh, repairs and restorations and and uh, we did lessons retail and then we did manufacturing and so wow. it got to the point where yeah I hardly had time for my family and hardly had time to actually touch a guitar and so uh, yeah you know we we took an extreme measure to uh to change some of that and um, yeah, so far. So far, so good. You know, not without its bumps in the road, but, uh, yeah. But, yeah.
0: Well, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned your family. Uh, Boot, you and I had a great conversation before, um, you came on the show a couple weeks ago. Uh, yeah. and, uh, you know, I think we have a lot in common where that goes, uh, as far as our, our kids and, and desires for, you know, the health of our family and everything. And, uh, so it's sure, great to yeah. connect with you on, at that level as well.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's great to, great to see that, uh, you know, I'm not the only one with a ton of kids. Uh,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, speaking of it, well, I've got b- the big oh. kid in front of me, Jared. That's me. You still there, Boot? right? Okay. <laughs> yes, here yes. Okay. Go ahead, Jared.
3: Yeah. So, uh, of course, everybody knows I went to... Uh, the well, NAM. I don't know if
0: everybody knows that.
3: Everybody now knows that I
0: went to the <laughs> Nam show.
3: I had a really good time and whatnot or whatever, but uh, I ran into our friend uh, Drew Foppy and um, our good buddy uh, Jeff Schroeder. Yeah, and uh, I was kind of standing up against the wall. I was uh, talking with Arcane Pickups Rob, and um, just kind of watching everybody scurry around. And then I saw them, and they're like, "Oh, hey, it's Jared!" And they came over, and we we talked for a while and whatnot. And I've been toying around with just buying one of uh drew's amps for a long time
0: yeah well ever since you played it on uh, on On the stage stage. yeah of the smashing pumpkin show that was pretty cool
3: yeah that was rad and uh so we just we talked in person about it and i finally we shook hands and sent me an invoice paid it so in the next few days i'll get my fopstar amp i'm really really excited about it yeah that's very cool i can't wait to to uh,
0: see Just that top
3: notch yeah so it's i got the small combo mm-hmm. so i'll uh i'll probably bring it in
0: that's great for and show and, and tell really really <laughs> limited run uh yep. amps they sound fantastic uh for those who don't know uh, we've referenced drew several times on the show he's been on the show a, little, a couple of times uh he's a guitar tech for several bands out in the world um notably deftones smashing pumpkins he is really really good at that yeah. he did white snake yeah he won best tech of the year i think he's like uh, last Fleet year or something Mac. Like that. he's Mac.
3: so good at what he does yeah
0: and then the kicker is he's a heck of an amp builder too that's right well he should know what works and what doesn't that's kind of the the Nice, Absolutely. nice uh, background there. So anyways... Privileged to get that thing. Very cool. That's yep. going to be nice.
1: I can't wait to try that. I cannot wait.
0: Yeah. How about you,
1: Todd? What's going on in your
0: week? Well, I had... Uh, I was practicing again. We got a, a show coming up, and um, uh, my guitar cut out again mm. halfway through, and I was like, gee, my Christmas. I got to get this thing fixed.
3: You saw what
0: I did the last time, right? Yeah, we, p- we put a little tape around the, the potentiometer. And it went out again? Went out again, so I took it down to our friend Chase Gullet, uh, chasing vintage guitars, and uh, uh, you know, I go down and hang out with him all the time, and we just talk and talk and talk too much. Technically, it's exhausting. What, shouldn't <laughs> that be up? What? Up? Yes, yeah, he went up, up. north. <laughs> yeah. Went up north a little bit. <laughs> anyway, so he cracked it open, and you know, recognized somewhat the same problem. Right now, can you guys? You guys can probably maybe better explain the, the so you the have your craft.
3: yeah so you have your your controls and your control uh, thing there and the pots are I know I'm sorry. <laughs> The pots yeah. are kind of cl- crystal you know, clear. You know how close together <laughs> yeah. your Maybe knobs I are. Do this. You know how close together your knobs are. Yes. Well, well, if you look look at them on on the other end, of the back of the tar the guitar with the uh, control cavity cover off, you'll see that the pots are a little even larger. Yeah. When you put pressure and you t- just crank that pot up, you're you just do it enough. You're hammering that pot, and when you're turning it, the terminals will that are live. Will ground out on a ground because mm-hmm. all the, most of your,
0: the metal that you see is grounded. Yes. So. Well, and this one in particular has a, so it's a Switchcraft switch, craft, uh, switch mm-hmm. but it's, I think it's called a J switch. Is that, am I correct? I think in it saying is. It? Mm-hmm. So it, it doesn't just go straight up. It goes like in and then goes, and then it hangs a hard, it just goes oh, yeah. across. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like an SG yeah. switch. Sure. Yep. Sure. Yep. So, anyways, that is like, Nestled like right up against the yeah. potentiometer and a whole bunch of other wires and stuff, so it's no bueno. And uh, so he saw that and he says, "Well, this almost for sure is is switching out here, so or uh, shorting out." And so what he did was uh, put a little bit of um, shrink shrink wrap on it. or um, So he did the shrink wrap, the, heat shrink tube, the heat shrink tube yeah. over the terminal and that wire to protect it so that. And no way, shape, or form could it keep getting tapped out. I mean, out. if
3: you keep keep doing it forever, you're gonna you're gonna eat through the shrink tube. I mean, you, you yeah. Won't
0: I mean, I'm not doing it that. I crazy think you should get hand, some spray
1: foam insulation and just shoot it in
0: there. I could, yeah. But he offered to put in a, a straight switch on it, and I and he, but we yeah. we we just did a quick thing and it worked.
1: Yeah, they do make a shorty
0: e switch instead of the L. It's an L-shaped switch. Yeah. And he had one of those, but instead of doing a full rewiring, like, well, let's try this first. And it seemed to work. So, yeah. who knows? Next Maybe time. I'll come back again <laughs> next time. <laughs> so, no, yeah, fill it up with
3: that black uh, epoxy, like the like the uh, tar backs. <laughs> yeah,
1: then you can never change yeah. right. the switch or, or spray. <laughs> well,
3: the, yeah, <laughs> but you'll never, you'll never. The switch will never move a little tiny bit at a time when you turn it up and down.
1: That's true.
0: Yeah. You know uh, what you should do, my friend? We should. I know what we should do.
3: Yeah. Get rid of the net pickup totally and just use the... you Just keep it in there as a dummy. I and just s- run suggested it, that.
1: Wire it straight out to the jack.
3: Run it straight out to the jack. No volume, no tone.
0: Run no, it straight no, through. I don't want to do that. I would. You'll never have a, that problem again ever. I... Well, anyways, that's a different guitar altogether. That's one that maybe someday I'll uh, I'll order from a, a guitar builder. Probably maybe Ba. What do you think? Maybe. Um, uh, sounds
2: good. <laughs> what would? What is that? Like, have you run into that problem before? Um, you know, a couple of times. Yeah, I've got a, a buddy of mine who's got uh, a Telecaster who's who's had a similar issue, and uh, and uh, I think he's resolved to uh, to just wire the bridge pickup straight to the jack. You know, and then you just eliminate everything, You just screw it all, you know? yeah, yeah. But, uh, I
3: mean, other than that, you would just glue the pot like super epoxy that pot so it just cannot stinking move
0: every time you slam the yeah, you know, slam it up to 10 or 11. I can't tell if you're angry or aroused when you're talking. Mm-hmm. I was a little angry, but I have no idea why. He was, he it
1: was, he could see it, he was, he was getting angry. Yeah. I was, I,
0: at nothing. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways there's that and i just really hope that in the middle of the show it doesn't go yeah that would suck womp but anyways <laughs> that was uh, my week so ta-da yeah. and you know what comes right now one two one two three four on the floor all right boot ferguson
2: you're gonna share your four on the floor with us right now do it all right well so it's uh it's no secret that uh that nick greer and i are friends and uh and same same thing with uh with philippe herndon from caroline guitar company in fact we uh we lived just an hour away from each other in south carolina and um you know i grew up listening to nirvana and a bunch of indie rock and noise rock and and uh between nick and philippe they're they're the only pedals that really do it for me so uh probably my number one is uh well it it, it, because it's on my board is a wave cannon Mm-hmm. Um, and I love that momentary switch, you know, it just freaks out. Um, and, uh, and, you know, it, it, it does all the things that you couldn't get, a, a proco rat or a big muff to do. You know, I, 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 loved, uh, back in the old days when I was younger and I, I actually played guitar. I had a big muff and, uh, and, uh, you know, there's a place for it, but it's, it's, it's sometimes just so one dimensional, yeah, and that that wave cannon really, uh, really covers so many bases. Um, a, number two would be the kilobyte. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: That's made it on our show, uh, I think, five times now.
2: Oh, nice! I think so. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I I absolutely love that pedal, and uh, and again, it's got that momentary switch, and that just causes it to to do these ongoing, forever swells and. You know, you could bust out a speaker with it, but who cares, you know? <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I, I'm a big fan of stacking delays. In fact, I've got three on my board. I, I've got a Black Tiger on there, Greer's Black Tiger. Oh, and, okay. Uh, yeah. And, um, three I delays? The, yeah. Yeah. Wow. I've got a Line 6 and a Black Tiger and a kilobyte on there. And... Uh, space rock space rock is is i guess what i try to play uh-huh. uh to myself <laughs> not that i'm playing in front of anybody but uh yeah so black tiger is in that mix uh it's one of my favorite pedals and uh the cool thing about that one is is you can get this uh really cool uh slap back type delay on it um and uh yeah i just love messing with that
0: I, have and there then, have there been a lot of other delays that you've tried? Like, do you use that one? Let me ask, does, do, is that uh, specifically used for like r- major effect or is that like an always on kind of thing or?
2: No, uh, sometimes I use it uh, sort of like, um, not a chorus pedal, but you, you know what I mean? It, it's, it's got, it kind of doubles up on itself and, and gives you that bright kind of tone. Um, and then sometimes I'll use it uh, where i 've got the kilobyte delays sort of spaced out a whole lot, and then on the black tiger i 've got them kind of squashed in a little bit more mm-hmm. so it just you know you just get some chaotic uh delay sounds from that gotcha yeah
0: so you got you got uh, black tiger and then number four
2: number four um and i i don 't actually have it yet uh but i 'm getting a light speed uh-huh and yep. Yep. Yeah, and that'll probably be my uh but be my always on. Although, you know, I do like the the sound of a clean guitar through an amp uh quite a lot, but uh I think that Lightspeed really really adds a lot of color.
0: Yeah, a lot of people yeah. uh, dig the old light speed there. That that makes it to a an awful lot of boards. Um Yeah. Those that's a solid uh solid choice. You can do an awful lot with those four pedals, boy. <laughs>
2: Excellent. Yeah. Now, especially if you're doing noise, you know. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. And um, just out of curiosity, what uh, amp are you playing through?
2: Uh, believe it or not, um, I, I, I've got two amps that I float back and forth mm-hmm. uh, between. Um, my my goal is to have a mini chief at some point in time. Oh, but uh, thing sounds so good. <laughs> God I'm a big fan of that uh low wattage, you know, being able to really saturate the tubes and uh uh right now I actually play through an old uh a trainer, a Yorkville trainer, uh forty watt. Which model? Uh, it's the uh the forty W R it's the uh oh gosh. Not the oh.
1: not the the, the base master.
2: No, no, no. It's the uh it's it's got the um, the the kind of burgundy Tolex on it, um, the, I think it's the YC 40R because it's got spring reverb spring on reverb. it as well. Okay, yeah, um, yeah, I, I love I, that amp. I love the trainers. Oh yeah, yeah, um, and then I float back and forth between that and I've got a, uh, a reverb rocket Ampeg reverb rocket uh, with a cab that has a uh, a blue back and a green back. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah, just kind of a. Nice combo in there. So That yeah. sounds real cool. Yeah,
0: I love it. Well, you know, you're not the first person to bring up Trainer, and it is one of those amps that we see used a lot, but then people kind of, you know, if you don't have a ton of expendable cash and you're you're maybe only a one-amp person um, or something like that, which is pretty much, I mean, that's my wheelhouse. <laughs> <laughs> but um, that is one of those amps that you look at and you're like, I've heard people talk about this, but I don't know if I want to commit to it because it's still... I don't know much about it and everything, but every time someone talks about it, they're like, Just buy these it. amps are amazing. I mean, there, yeah. we,
1: I forget who what guest it was that l- really loved the solid-state trainers, which I'm, I've you know, played... Well, we've had a couple people do that. But, uh, but I'm really a big fan of the... especially the you know the earlier Yorkville ones. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the tube amps. I mean, they're just, I mean, they're really hard to beat, especially for the money.
0: Now, just really quickly, oh, yeah. I mean, we're, we're getting into Trainerville right now, but just for those that aren't as familiar, what's a sound profile on that? Let me hear. I'd like to hear from each of you differently.
1: At the same time?
0: No. <laughs> 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 no they won't sound like his pedal board. <laughs> yes, right.
2: Exactly. <laughs> Too much delay. <laughs> Boot, you can go first boot (laughs) sure yeah uh i guess the the profile on that amp reminds me of uh not quite a fender twin reverb but somewhere in that neighborhood i guess okay yeah Um, i did play through a twin for a long time and loved that so it was a it was a good it was not as heavy as a twin and that's what i loved about it (laughs)
1: yeah i think i think most of the trainers at least the earlier ones were based on you know, kind of Fendery designs. Although, I find that they have a little more kind of midi Marshall-y tone to them. So it's kind of a hybrid between yeah. a uh, a Fender and uh, and, a, and a Marshall. I would say.
2: Really?
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay. Oh
2: yeah. Good. Well, and you know the 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 tubes that came in those were fifty eight eighty ones, and not the six L sixes. At least in mine, that's what came in them. And uh, and I tried six L sixes in there, and I did not like the way it sounded. And and it was. Yeah, so there's something about those 5881s. I'm, I'm not quite sure. I've
1: yeah, well, we just had to get some
2: explanation on that.
1: We just had Dr. Z on, and, and he was talking about the, the tube profiles and things like that. And uh, I guess 6L6s have a little more, I guess, bite to them, if you mm-hmm. will. Mm-hmm. Uh, sure. Whereas yeah. there's a little more headroom, I think, in the 5881s. Mm hmm. I, yeah. I'm just saying because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like it's all math and <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Yes,
0: uh, excellent. Well, so hey, every, anybody who might be considering a, a trainer, um, there you go, and maybe that'll help out a little bit in a decision. If you yeah. see one that's a good price, and, yeah, you know, and they're
1: they're pretty pretty sturdy amps and easy to work. Now onto. you
0: mentioned the the uh, the early tube ones. Mm-hmm. And they obviously have a solid state line as well. Yeah, those came um, later. Y- you know. More than I do about the trainer and probably Jared and uh, Boot. Feel free to chime in, but um, are the solid state ones? Uh, are those also like uh, good? What do you think?
1: I mean, some people really like them. I I'm I I still have a very hard time with solid state with solid state amplifiers, mm-hmm. but there are plenty of other people that just love them. You know, think of, think of Randall's, mm-hmm. you know. Those were the, the. I had a Randall. Yeah, well, those were, you know, for I know for, for their I just day. Added. No, but they <laughs> there were there were a lot of you know metal players that loved that that sound. Oh yeah, Randalls you know were big there. But I I've, I mean I guess I'm more of a traditionalist, and I think sure. I, I just get the sound in my head is more is closer to a, to a tube amplifier.
0: Yeah, I get it. I get it. How about you, Boot?
2: Yeah, uh, you know, I, I don't know that I have an opinion on the uh, on the trainers, uh, the solid state ones. I I haven't really heard them, but I will say that that I've I've kind of changed my mind a little bit on the solid state sound, and um, what did that for me was those uh, those Katana amps. Mm, um, yeah, they've got some profiling on those. It's the just incredible. Katana. It it just was yeah. They were really it was really surprising.
0: Excellent. Well, you know, yeah. there's there's room for it all. I I find it interesting when I'm playing. So I got the the um, uh, PV VTX, the the classic VTX, and uh, with the WGS speakers and the warehouse guitar speakers, and it sounds great. And then I'll play the Supero tube and I say, well, that sounds great. And then ultimately, it's it's like, well, there's there's just is some. It's hard to put your finger on what it is. But somehow that does usually went out a little bit. <laughs> so, but the thing is also, like if you go into a live situation, once that's mic'd and it's going through a PA, it's like, does that, it's almost, it, yeah, it doesn't, it's, it's, uh, you know, negligible yeah. differences. I, I would agree. Um, and then you don't mess up your tube amp on a, at a, you know, hauling it to a show or something. Knock on wood. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, uh, that was kind of fun detour right there. Uh, I just wanted to check in with Jared really quick before we jump into your and, and also uh, boot before we get into your like your your actual interview. You were both at Nam, and we're not going to do the drag out the Nam thing for you know the next two months. So let's just get it Aww. over with. Can I'd like to hear uh, a couple of highlights from each of you. Uh, Jared, do you want to chime in real quick?
3: Yeah, I'm just kind of going over to my pictures, um, just so I don't forget. Um, one of the highlights was basically just a. What I liked personally was a Reverend guitar. Um, it was purple, and it had uh, the cream color pickup rings, and uh, it's do you kind of a new... what it's called. Uh no, it's um, called
1: the Reverend Purple guitar. Yeah. yeah,
3: it's a new shape. It's brand new. That's why I can't remember what it is. Uh, but the the
0: Gibson is it? It's a double cut. It kind of looks like a hammer double cut. Yeah, doesn't it?
3: Yeah, here it is. Um,
0: I'm showing oh, Todd no, the not picture. Like hammer double cut. That's pretty. That's great. I like that. It, yeah, it looks like the it looks like the Yamaha a lot. The uh, yeah, kind of does. Yes. Uh-huh. But, uh huh. But anyway,
3: I the uh, the Gibson room, I really liked the way they had that set up. They had the the blue light and all that kind of thing, and um, the ES guitars that they they do the the uh, custom shop ones. I haven't seen a better custom shop guitar done as i've seen those what does the, that
0: mean just, just for for those who haven't had their hands all over a custom shop guitar when someone goes oh man custom shop like wh- wh- help us and un- help everybody understand what that is i know vintage guitars pretty well
3: i'm i'm not the vintage guitar you know guru guy yeah. but i know enough to know that it looks like they actually went to um groons or uh, what's the other big guitar place in Nashville? Carter's. They went to Carter's, and uh, the development people must have went there, took measurements, and just really studied the the original vintage guitars, and they implemented that in their custom shop.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, that's just... that's that's true in some case in in some cases, like if they're doing an artist model. Yeah. Uh, but by and large, the the thing about the custom shop, whether it's Fender or Gibson or any other of the custom shops, is. A customer can order something very specific, saying, "I want this guitar model with these pickups with mm-hmm. with this neck profile with blah ba-dee, blah ba-dee, blah blah mm-hmm. blah and um, because they're building them essentially one at a time, unless it's you know it's a, a custom run uh, you, you can you know pretty well specify exactly what you want yeah um th- the batch that they did though it, it definitely looked like they oh, really yeah. took their time oh yeah there's no doubt i mean no, they're, they're, it's for them an anyway they're they're premium instruments without a doubt um the so old- what,
0: what is just really quickly just so we have some context here a, a custom shop uh just a regular burst les paul you just made the finger money the money fingers money. like uh what, what do you think i don't um, know because i've never ordered one I
1: haven't ordered one either, but I'm sure seven, ten, take 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 a U.S. model and multiply it by three.
0: Yeah,
3: I've seen how they made them, and I I saw the process. I there's a a um, a nice lady that has been there. Listen,
0: (laughs) hey lady, there's a
3: nice lady that works in the custom shop. There, they make they make their own tools to scrape the binding on these. Yeah, they are that. Chase does that right yeah. well so do they at the custom <laughs> shop they they are that into their craft there so you know that that was really awesome and then one more thing i wanted to uh, uh bring up was well, before
0: you jump out of the custom okay. shop okay. i, I okay. wanted I'm to sorry? check real quick hey boot um yeah w- your views on the custom shop stuff
2: <clears throat> yeah i don't know um you know on the on the gibson custom shop uh you know, I've seen some good stuff come out of there in my years doing repairs, and um, and and you know, so it's hard to say. Um, I feel like you know, there's there's a lot of the same stuff I do. I I, I make a lot of my own tools and, and jigs and all that stuff, and mm-hmm. uh, and so I think what you're getting is is those those people's experience as luthiers as opposed to. Uh, something that's that's assembly lined you know and, and it's just <laughs> yeah, you know, and so Ish. you know I think there's uh there's value to it uh whether it should be three to four times the price it, you know I think that's debatable, but um, yeah
1: yeah well one other yeah. one other thing when I, I I toured the the Gibson custom shop years ago, and a lot of the equipment uh, that was at the custom shop, which was a separate building yeah, it's a separate building um was the equipment that was at the Kalamazoo yeah. factory. Mm-hmm. So like the the body carving the you know, duplicator on the tops, that was the equipment that was making Les Pauls in the nineteen fifties. So there is, you know, there is that. And you know, there is a lot more attention to detail. Obviously they have a little more margin on this thing, so they're not, you know, trying to push them out the door. Mm-hmm without going over them with a fine-tooth comb.
3: Usually, people that work at the custom shop have been with Gibson for many, many years, Mm -hmm. unless they're some sort of prodigy, luthier, you
0: know. Right. I just want to point out, uh, to those of us who will never in a million years be able to afford a custom shop guitar, we can still get a custom guitar by so many builders. Oh yeah. There's so many builders that we've had on our show. We're talking to one right now. Well I think that's you that's do pretty much anything you want. That's why our focus yeah, right. is on, on boutique builders because yeah. trying to bring it back home, baby.
1: I, well I think that's that's really <laughs> the, the the big the big thing on that is is you are able to work in this case, you know, with pretty much the guy that's building your guitar.
3: Absolutely yeah. and that's and that's where I wanted to bring up my last um thing was the observation of course is my favorite area at NAMM is the area where all the boutique pedal builders are where the boutique guitar builders are those are the people that know who I am you know not everybody does of course but if there's anybody that's going to really know me as a person it's those guys I just kind of feel you know when someone walks up to me say hey Jared guitar knobs or hey Brandon want pickups it uh, I just kind of feel like I'm back in the neighborhood, you know. Yeah. And it just I just kind of feel a part of that whole community. It's that's my favorite part about Nam, is the you know camaraderie with everybody else. Even the other podcasters. I saw Ryan Burke playing some guitar and and uh, and I saw uh, I met and hung out with the Tone Jerks. Mm-hmm. I love those guys. Yeah. It was a good time. That's probably my favorite part of you Did know I Blake Tone Mob. I think I did. I don't remember.
0: I'm sorry, Blake. <laughs> uh and uh I'm sure there were lots I met of boot people. for a, yeah. I met
3: Boot for a quick second too, so. Yeah.
0: Cool. Yeah. All right. Uh how about you Boot, what are some highlights?
2: Yeah, gosh, there's so many and, and it's funny cuz you're right, there's there's kind of a love-hate with with Nam. There's there's all the friends, right? It's like uh it's like going to camp mm-hmm. <laughs> or something mm-hmm. like that and then uh and then there's all the noise and all the people trying to play the same John Mayer riff all at the same time. Wow. So it's <laughs> "Sweet Child it's of like, Mine" and all that. Right. Stairway, stairway. <laughs> yeah. That too. Just, yeah. Ah. Oh yeah. But uh, but yeah, the highlights. You know, just meeting meeting all the friends, hanging out with Nick. Um, he's you know, like I said, he's he's one of my my best buds and everything. And then as a result, you know, we're sitting there and uh, we were sitting at dinner uh, uh, Thursday night. And uh we got on the subject of, of uh of Zappa, right? Oh boy. And uh and then I just said like, Man, it'd be really cool to meet that guy and he goes, You wanna meet him? I'm like, Yeah, yeah, I wanna meet him <laughs> He gets on his phone, sends a text, he says, All right, he'll be there tomorrow. That's awesome. And I'm like, What? <laughs> and so sure enough, dweezil Zappa shows up at the booth Ooh-hoo. and you know, plays my guitar it, you know it wasn't like i was trying to just get him to play my guitar i, I really just wanted to meet the guy and uh and he's playing a bunch of amazing stuff and then he turns around he goes hey this is this is a really great guitar and i'm like what <laughs> you know i, <laughs> oh, I couldn't wow. believe that you know and so and then he kept playing for a little while and hung out for a bit and you know got the photos and all that stuff but that was that was a pretty oh, that had nice. to have been a good highlight yeah. man wow yeah
3: that's awesome
2: so yeah, and then probably second to that, same day I, I met Brad Wood, who's a who's a producer, um, a recording engineer. He recorded a lot of my my favorite bands back in the day, uh, Sunny Day Real Estate, and, uh, and uh, you know other indie rock bands. And so it was really cool to. Now he'll talk your ear off and stuff, but it was just I was just dialed in, just listening to every single one of his stories. Uh, you know, he <laughs> met. Uh, Nate Mendel, who's now the bass player for Foo Fighters, uh, you know he came from from Sunny Day Real Estate. Yeah, so he had stories all about him. So that was great.
0: I think you're the only other person I've ever met that's listened to Sunny Day Real Estate.
2: Oh yeah, yeah, it's on my top three top three favorite bands. I I guess you'd say it's that's interesting. Sunny Day Real Estate, uh, Starflyer Fifty Nine, and then Godspeed You Black Emperor. It gets weird. Yeah. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's
0: cool. All right, well, we'll have to talk about that offline. Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> but um, anyways, okay, cool. So uh, anything, any other what, what, what gear were you? Did you run across? Where you're like, oh my gosh, I gotta have that somehow.
2: Yeah. Um, like, oh, you know what? I, I I will say something that stood out to mm-hmm. me uh, was an Eastman. Uh, I was over at the Eastman guitars uh, booth, Eastman strings. And uh, you know they, they they produce a lot of wonderful imported stuff, and they've kind of set the bar, I think, for uh, for that uh, that quality in a lot of their stuff. And um, you know, I I started out by building mandolins and acoustic guitars, um, and then eventually did electrics. Um, the first thing uh, I built was an A-style mandolin, and then an F-style. Um, oh wow! And so I started checking out their mandolins and and you know playing some some scales on there because uh, i love bluegrass as well and uh and then they had this guitar that appeared to look like uh the old school gibson uh lg guitars the uh the ones that had the carved spruce top and and the oval sound hole mm-hmm. oh yeah and then i yeah, and had that beefy neck, and then I look closely, and I'm like, "Wait a minute, that's got eight strings on it. It's oh. a mandocello." Oh, ah, yeah. mandocello, <laughs> <The> mandocello. <laughs> what the hell was oh, that? Oh man, I don't know.
1: <laughs> that's his mandocello call. <laughs> no, I, I mean, it's I, like I Freddy would agree Google with you, o, Eastman. You know? Yeah, I mean, Eastman was one of the, the, the earlier. Uh, import companies, and I mean, I think they started off in, you know, uh, like you said, mand- mandolins and, uh, you know, ar- acoustic and jazz arch tops, uh, and now I think they've expanded into some some pretty decent uh, electric lines, too, so.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. I
1: mean, I, I've, everyone that I've tried, I thought was, you know, I thought it was a top-notch guitar. Oh, Did yeah. you get a chance to play the Mandalorian? <laughs> hey. That's the man,
0: oh. the <laughs> Oh boy, that was awful. I'm sorry, the baby Yoda thing. I halfway joke, apologize yeah. for that.
3: Yes. Why does everybody no, no, no. think that it's, it's baby good. is
0: Yoda? I don't know, but let's not talk it's about not it. it's Not Yoda. Okay, enough <laughs> <laughs> on this week's Star Star Wars no, podcast. No, we should. <laughs> okay. Oh man. Recover, everybody. Take a deep breath. All right, cool. Well, thanks. Thanks for that little uh, Nam wrap up, there, fellas. Yeah, I'm we jealous. We appreciate it. Well, Tony and I were like really bummed that we couldn't go. Everybody, this
3: I had to answer why. Where's Tony and Todd? Where are they at? Where's That's because they like us Where's best. Tony and Todd? I yeah, I figured that.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, I had to answer. You're
0: now. an also ran. I'm just
3: kidding. Only <laughs> one person asked.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um. All right. Boot. Boot Ferguson, Boot Ferguson Guitars. Uh, let's <laughs> talk a lot about your your wares. Um, sure. You've got, uh, I think, just really quickly, your maybe most recognizable thing about your guitar is like right out of the gate, your head, your headstock. Okay. Uh, now which one, the flyweight or the the regular? <laughs> I guess it's the flyweight. The, the, it's yeah. got a really heavy graphic on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you're looking around and you say that thing, I know you've seen it, people. So if you're looking for that, that's his. And that's the kind of guitars that we're talking about tonight. And, and the other ones he has, too. But I just, for whatever reason, want to say, like, hey, those are cool. I like that a lot. So, so there. <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, that was a, that was a great. Uh, so that, that was a collaboration with Nick also. And he designed the logo on that. Uh, you know, because we were going with a certain aesthetic, with a flyweight sort of your uh, your souped up uh, '60s uh, student model guitars yep. is is what the inspiration was for that. And so, we talked for weeks, and he came up with that graphic, and yeah, it worked out really great.
1: Yeah, it's kind of like the uh, like a a nod to the old K's and harmonies. Of, There's of something industrial
0: about it. Yeah, uh, which is really cool. Yeah. Which is yeah. which fits within with the Nick's aesthetic too. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so anyways, that was a brief diversion. Sorry. I, I don't know why I did that. But anyways, we would have gotten to, to it anyway, but my mouth ran away with the spoon. So let's find out where you started with here. So you started out making sure.
2: uh, mandolins and stuff, right? So I left El Paso, left my apprenticeship, uh, went to South Carolina, started my own business, and, uh, and I got the itch to build. Um, my, my mentor, Barry Martin, who still to this day, is a luthier here in El Paso. He uh, he knew that you know I, I had a lot of fear when it came to approaching some new things, and so he he kind of tricked me into believing that uh, mandolins were easier to build, right? He says, you know, hey, uh, I'm going to send you this 1936 Gibson A550. It's in shambles, but use it to spec out your your uh, mandolin. Uh, and oh, by the way, you know these are these are way easier to build. And, uh, people pay a lot of money for mandolins. So just, just try it out and see what you think. And so I I did. And then later I'm building an acoustic and a mandolin at the same time, halfway realizing that, Oh, he gave me the hardest thing to do first. That's what he actually did is, is he, he gave me the absolute hardest thing to do first. And then I'm building this acoustic guitar and finding out that it's a lot easier. And so that's, that's, that's where it all started. Um, and then from there, I got requests for electric guitars, and and uh, and that sort of took over a little bit. And um, at one point in time, I, I had eleven different models. And I did my first NAM show in twenty eleven. Had no idea what I was doing. My wife went out there with me, and and I th- think to this day she still has sort of uh, PTSD from it. You know? <laughs> oh yeah because you know people are asking us you know are these production models and i'm saying no these are these are one of a kind you know i'm just trying to oversell it i had no idea what i was doing um and later on i I finally i dwindled down my models uh so i only have two models i've got the shirley and the walker and uh and there's different classes uh i've got the uh the flyweight the standard and deluxe is how I, i set those out and um
0: now when you say flyweight, is that, is it uh, a lighter guitar or is it, you just call it a flyweight or how does that work?
2: Yeah. Yeah. So it's so actually Nick came up with that name. Um, but yeah, it's a lighter guitar. The body of the flyweight is an inch and a half I'm sorry, an inch and a quarter, just under an inch and a quarter thick. Um, uh, it's got a nice beefy neck made out of mahogany. Um, no neck dive in it. Um, so it's kind and of like a yes, Japanese
0: my, feeling thing, almost. It sounds like almost, yeah. Oh, melody yeah. makerish,
2: yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. All top loading pickups. So um, you know, we we had the idea that if I can, the the idea was to engineer the process so I, I could save the consumer money, right? And so, right. Um, I got all my templates right, and and we had certain design factors. So all the routes are on the top, and. Uh, it only accepts top-loading pickups, and now that you know there's a lot of guys out there, uh, like Gemini and Lawler and and uh, McNally, doing um, uh, you know they can do just about anything in a P90 dog ear casing, right? Mm-hmm. So decided, okay, let's let's make everything top-loading. Anyone can switch out pickups if they want, super easy, um, and yeah, just have a nice platform for people to mess around with. It's it's the working musician's guitar.
0: There you go. Yeah, it's a it's a a good idea, and it's a great way to get into a brand that you already like because that is an incredibly the, the your flyweight line is really affordable.
2: Thanks, thanks, yeah, definitely.
0: And I'm assuming anybody can call you up and say, "I like this. Can you, mm-hmm. you know, I want it in this color. Or I want it th- these pickups, and you can kind of customize it a bit."
2: Yeah, yeah. There's a little bit of customization as long as uh, like I had one guy ask me if. I could do a, a wood head plate on there, and, and that's where I had to draw the line. And, you know, it, it starts getting a little too custom. But, yeah, they can they can choose a different color, different pick guard, um, different pickups, pretty much whatever there.
0: Nice. Very cool. I'm personally a fan of the double cut. Oh, yeah. Thanks. I love the double cut. Oh, love, yeah. oh, yeah, <laughs> a double cut. That's a, It's a great-looking guitar. You did a great job on it. Aesthetically, it is just spot on for, you know, It just screams like rock and roll. I dig it. Um, Thank you, man. I appreciate that. And it's nice because you have another range because, you know, some of these other ones like the deluxe Shirley and stuff, like that's got a very different aesthetic altogether. um, Yeah. As does the the bolt on classic Shirley. It's like you've got a really nice range coming out of two shapes, essentially. Mm -hmm. Right?
2: Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And it's still being able to borrow from from the things that we're fans of, right. You know, it's, that was kind of the idea there is to, you know, how do you make a Telecaster without making a Telecaster? Right. Right.
0: right.
2: And so, yeah. Yeah.
0: Excellent. Now who are some of your, um, I guess maybe
2: design influences. Some of my design influences, um, one big one is, uh, Stromberg. Um, and early on, I, I got to restore old, uh, this is old Venetian cut, um, uh, acoustic guitars that they had with the, um, they were, they were really ahead of their time. It was early 1900 style guitar and, you know, it had an adjustable neck, like the, the neck pivots where it meets the body. And, you know, they're, they're hard to work on and hard to get right, um, but I, I was just enthralled by the, the way Stromberg used those um uh, um uh, just points and curves, you know, and it's always there's there's always a curve coming to a point and, mm. and, and all that. And mm-hmm. so that's been a, a big influence, uh, for me. Um and then there's uh, as far as anything else, probably Martin, uh Martin guitars, um when it comes to electrics, um, I I love digging into the history of Leo Fender and you know going into GNL and uh you know and then some Les Paul stuff. Um, so yeah, I I, I draw it from so many places. It's it's really hard. To, sure, <laughs> I could go on and on, but yeah, a lot of these almost have a I say
0: Western feel to them, not in the sense of just blatant country western or something but there is sure. a there's a, a, a I can't I don't know what it is I can't put my finger on it um but there is a sort of a westerny kind of feel to some of these hmm. Tony doesn't agree I don't
1: agree All right No
0: I mean I I, I mean I, I I really see a strong
1: uh I mean, you know, like like I said, a melody maker influence on yeah. it, on 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 these guitars. I mean, I, I I and I think that's great because those are really great utility uh, instruments. I don't. I, don't, I, I think don't, it's the shape of the that.
0: the horns on on like the Shirley. There's something about that that makes me feel Shirley. Oh, you can't be well, serious. I know, right? But but you know, you also <laughs> have like a like a <laughs> like a kind of like a spalted top and a well, yeah. A I, tw- I, th- there's a you know. Okay. And oh, you got the uh, yeah. you got the Bigsby and everything. So it's like there's some chicken picking <laughs> going to happen on that guitar for oh. sure.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. If only it were orange. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's an orange one. There's an orange one all right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, and you you're right. You know, I think uh early on when I was in South Carolina, I I you know, I, and everyone probably got tired of me here, uh talking about this, but I got to a place where you know when I left El Paso I, I was really glad to leave it, right And then when you're in somewhere some other foreign place like the South, which is a wonderful place by the way don't don't get me wrong. I love the South and everything about it but uh, uh, I really missed Texas, you know, and some part of me kept you know th- there's some part of my subconscious and I, and I I'm not ashamed to admit it that I was like, you know what I, I want someone to look at this and maybe think of Texas maybe. Hmm. You know, not not like, you know, that whole like don't I with Texas kind of thing, but, you know, just some of that little Western flair, you know, and, there and is so. it's in the it's yeah. in the yeah. guard cut. It's
0: like it's there. I, I'm I can <laughs> see it. You you have no vision, Tony. I'm blind. I'm completely blind. <laughs> but you know, it's like it isn't a full offset. It's just like a. It's like a little bit of a. It's like crooked steer like horns. A, yeah, it's just like a little <laughs> yeah, slow. That's right. It's like yeah. a little slow. <laughs> but then when you get into the the non flyweight stuff, the standard, they kind of feel a little bit jalopyish, and uh, maybe mm, jalopy yeah. is is a period incorrect term i guess but a jalopy my dad used to say jalopy all the time it's like it's like a car made for it's like a parts caster kind of thing that's what a jalopy would be up like a parts caster but it there is it's not just thrown together but you can see you can see that your hand is in here they're not everything isn't totally standardized that's what i that's one thing i really dig about this
2: oh thanks i appreciate that yeah yeah
0: and the Western thing that I called out, just saying. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so I, I had a question concerning. Uh, obviously, you moved from South Carolina to, to Texas, which climate-wise yeah. are pretty different in terms of that. Have you oh, have you noticed different. any uh, in, any issues with you know building something in a drier climate and then shipping to a you know a more humid climate?
2: Yeah. No. Actually, it's it's been pretty decent in that regard. Um, I used to have problems shipping from South Carolina to drier climates right. for sure. Um, because South Carolina, South Carolina was so humid. Um, and you know, we did our best to try to keep that humidity down, but you know, it's, it's going to get in there no matter what. Um, my part of my solution to that was to, to use reclaimed woods and and not just because it's, you know, um, it's not necessarily a cheap thing to do, but, but I am, uh, especially in these days, I'm more and more conscious about our environment and and the use of the wood and the wood industry and all that stuff. And, and so early on, I made it an aim to use reclaimed woods. And so that's the most stable stuff. But when I'd use, um, any mahogany, uh, billets that I got from, um, there was a kiln in King street, South Carolina that I would, uh, get my mahogany from a lot and uh you know this stuff was sitting out there for 10 years and i'd use it and then i'd take it on the road i I ended up touring with a band for a little while um took the guitar on the road that i had made and i'd still have problems with you know frets sticking out of the ends so my solution to to just wait as long as i could in between steps let it do its thing and then file it down and and all that here um, everything dries out. In fact, it's it's a great place for the repair business because anyone who has a Martin or Taylor and and <laughs> it comes through town and tours, <laughs> they're always going to get a crack in the top or the side, <laughs> and so and they're coming to you to fix. It, you know, um, and it doesn't matter how much you humidify it. You know, it's just it's so arid here, and mm. so um, what I've done a lot is when I get. Would I I'd like to just leave it out, let it do its thing, let it twist and warp and everything, and then use it um, and then wait long periods of time? So, the way I've got my batching set up is you know, I, I, I get all the neck, bil- neck billets glued up or neck blanks glued up, and then I leave them out in the sun. And that's after already having left them out, you know, cut them up, dimension them, and then leave them out for, for a few weeks. And then, you know, I glue them up leave them in the sun a couple of days while I work on the bodies or, you know, work on other things. Um, So the, the, the real art form has been, you know, in the, in the patience game. Uh, But yeah, sending guitars out from here, um, they seem to be a little bit more stable and more predictable uh, for sure.
1: Okay.
0: That's
2: very Uh, cool to know.
1: And I noticed you're also, I I, I think you're, if not all, uh, at least predominantly using uh, nitro lacquer on, on your finishes
2: yeah i'm doing nitro on the on the bodies and then i'm doing a uh a gunstock oil on the necks okay. i love that yeah. i love that you're doing
0: that i want all my guitars to be that <laughs> i complain about this all the time a painted neck i just can't Ugh, i hate it but <laughs> yeah. what am i what am i gonna do that's the guitars i got whatever nah. oh yeah
2: yeah whiny, i mean it's, it's preference too. <laughs>
1: <laughs> do you find with the with the with the uh, the gunstock oil that i mean it has to be reapplied every year or two, or is it kind of a more permanent thing
2: Uh, on mine? It's, it's more permanent. And so I, I mix my own oil for that. Okay. Um, so, and, and and there was a kind of a, a history to, to how I did that. I, I did the, uh, the stuff that you buy at the gun store. Um, and then we switched over to, um, uh, a polymerized spray, uh that you can get i forgot what it's called but it was really expensive per can it was like twenty dollars a can but it did like three necks and the the spray nozzle on it was really fine so you know we didn't have a lot of issues uh you know with how it looked and then but now it's uh i do my own um tongue oil and and polyurethane sort of mix um with a couple of other things in there, and um, and so I just apply by hand, and then I I spray on the headstock so that uh, you know it has a more uniform texture on the headstock. Or I'll just buff it out, you know, and and make it glossy. Mm. Man, oh but, man, uh, yeah.
0: I I've, I've talked to Chase actually a couple times uh, since he's close by, and I'm like, what would it be? What would it be if I just brought you all my guitars and you took off all the neck stuff? And he's like, well. I'm like, oh, don't answer that crud, <laughs> <laughs> uh, boy. Um, so uh, you, you've got these, you've got your two shapes. Um, is there anything that that we can expect in the in the near future? Or are you going to just kind of yeah. stick with those, or
2: yeah, I'm. I'm actually there'll be two shapes coming out, um, possibly by Winternam, and then an acoustic uh, in the in a similar vein to the flyweight, um, that I've been, cause that's my favorite thing to do is acoustics. Um, they just take so much more time and, and I've got to really engineer that process to, to make it, uh, profitable, but also, um, as inexpensive as I can get it to, to the consumer, obviously, and everything. So, uh, but yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll have some, some cool stuff down the line Awesome uh, by, by winter. <laughs> And w-
0: did you say another electric?
2: Yeah. Yes. Possibly two. <laughs> two. Okay. Yeah. That's pretty yeah. ambitious. Can
0: you, k- without giving anything away, is there any sure. inspiration that you can give a nod to that might be?
2: Um, one of them is a collaboration with a friend also, and um, all I can say on that one is this: <laughs> I'm really it's probably not. You. you know, <laughs> it's right <laughs> there. Yeah, no, it I I can't I can't even like hint around at it. It's, a flying, it's, v, really, it? it's uh, a flying V, isn't it? It's a flying V. No, it's actually a trident. Have you seen Chipson's uh, trident? Uh, yeah, there you go. Okay, well, you we'll, go.
0: we'll let you off the hook there. That's no problem. There.
1: Well <laughs> when you when you are ready, let us know and Yeah, we'll help you. Oh right please, certainly out. please yeah. let us know.
0: And uh, we can uh, hype that up for you. Sure. Thanks. Uh, well um Man, we really appreciate you sharing. You know what, what's 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 uh, interesting about your guitars, and I think you shared a, a several things. We didn't even get into like hardware and all that stuff. That is not run of the mill. Um, you have a a, a, a simple looking guitar in a classic way, but there's a lot going on. And I'm so sure. glad that you shared some of those aspects because. Uh, this is clearly something that you have your fingerprints all over, um, not on the finish. <laughs> um, and, and that's great. So, you know, you can get a, a custom, you know, virtually custom guitar from you, who's actually building it with yeah. your own hands and, uh, and design and everything for a really, really affordable uh, for the players out here. <laughs> um, so, I appreciate that of you. Thank you, guys. Glad to do it.
3: Is it time, ladies and gentlemen?
0: It's time,
3: ladies and gentlemen. It is a pleasure to bring you this week the segment you've been waiting for the whole show. It is called "Would You Rather." <laughs> what? Okay. <laughs> this week, oh, would man. you rather?
0: So, would you rather? And that this is a good one. That's my favorite part of the show. And you go.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah.
3: <laughs>
0: I'm here oh. for you, my man. <laughs> I
2: have, so, there's a tradition that I do with my kids when it comes to Would You Rather, so I'm going to pull that on you guys just to warn you. Okay, oh, perfect. Awesome. perfect. Okay.
3: <laughs> this Would You Rather is from our friend Pete Rubio, and um, this is what he had to say. Hey, Knobs, I found your podcast a couple of months ago and really liked it, so I went back as far as I could in iTunes and started binge listening to it. Sweet. Yeah. I caught up this morning with the latest Cower episode. Now, instead of listening to you guys throughout the day... I'm gonna have to wait a whole week in
0: between episodes. Yeah. Now he sent out in in December, but I've been trying to catch up with everybody's "Would You Rather" and working them in when when it's when it's right. Sometimes it's a you got to have the right uh, guy to fit this in with the right guest. So right, we're we're glad that we could uh, get back to that one. So I like this one.
3: So th- this was uh, Pete's "Would You Rather." Would you rather have discovered a guitarist early on in his or her career? follow the music as it's released or would you rather discover the guitarist later on in life and have full access to the entire
0: catalog that's a great question and and that's, that's why really I, yeah, great question. And that's
3: why I asked you Tony oh, Maloney really... if you remembered when the last Beatles album came out because you would have to go way back
1: <laughs>
3: for this it's way, way back, you'd have to, I'm saying you'd have to get back
0: Get back. Sorry, that was just laying on the table. It. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, all right, Tony Bologna, hit us with that first. Wow. Great question.
1: Yeah, I'm thinking about it, you know, because, all right, so my experience with um, working with uh, new talent, if you want to call it that, somebody, you know, the the hot new ticket, whatever, is those people tend to be a little bit nicer Mm. And they, you know, they they work with you, and I think sometimes they actually remember you, mm-hmm. as opposed to someone who's already, you know, all the way up mega. here, mega, mega, yeah. mega stardom. You're just another ant. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I and I like the idea of uh, you know, I'm generally not a patient person, but um, but I I like the idea of of having a gradual. Immersion into into the works of 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 you, you of, should of hang around with
0: Jared. He's a model of patience. You could learn a few things. <laughs> uh,
1: <I laughs> yeah, I've him. I've seen him in action at restaurants. Jeez. I hate waiting in line. Yeah.
0: Yes. Okay.
1: <laughs> so I, I, I think that yeah I'm going to go with choice A because I think um it's almost like a band or someone that you you hear or you feel like you've discovered mm-hmm. at least for yourself. You, you kind of there's a special place for that band or guitarist in this case, yeah um, that you know you kind of feel like hey I did I did discover him yeah or her
0: yeah so'm going okay. I'm going with choice a all right Jared that's a really, really, really tough question mm-hmm.
3: uh, because you know, when I was a teenager, 15, 16, that's when I wanted to listen to all the Zeppelin records. And I, you know, I listen to as many as I can get my hands on. I mean, my friend's dad actually had the record, co- you know, the vinyl record collection, and that's how I listened to most of their stuff for the first time. Right, which was pretty awesome. Yeah. However, as time went on, you know, uh, Jimmy Page Rubber Plant, they put out a record. Uh, Jimmy Page Black Rose um, Led Zeppelin got back together the O two for the Swan Song thing. The the guy or that diet or whatever. So it's kind of best of both worlds there. However, with all that crap said, I, I'm going to go with the good old Tony Baloney on this. I, I want to be... Someone's
1: joined uh, me. I know. I,
3: wanna, I want the anticipation and the excitement of not knowing what that record's going to sound like. And it so, could also
1: be disappointment, too. Well,
3: yeah, that's, you know that's the gamble. But you go to the store, you buy the physical thing, you bring it home. The physical graffiti? Yeah. It, you, the vinyl. Now the, you can get it on vinyl again. And then you listen to it for the first time. It's, it's awesome.
2: Yeah. yeah. I'd rather do that. I, I'm with good old All right, on this one. Boot, how about yourself? <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, I feel like uh, I'd have to go with A as well. And it's, and it's because of... Uh, you know probably a good example of of that sort of thing although i, I kind of met him mid career uh it was when the Zach Feinberg from the revivalists uh reached out to me about getting a guitar and uh and you know they were they were just on the cusp of of sort of making it and then two years later I had his guitar completed and and he invited us out to a show and and uh just they're just such super nice guys and um and you can really see where their their music's developed um and i and I really enjoy that I really enjoy seeing a snap shot of where they were and where they are now and mm-hmm. and uh so yeah I'll have to go uh but uh I'll also add uh it's it's a trick question in both situations the artist is Nickelback and the only song available to you is a love song to fire ants.
1: <laughs>
3: that's the uh
2: <laughs> trick question <laughs> that's a that's a tom haverford quote from uh Parks uh, and Rec, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just to, to always mess with would you rather's. I do that with my kids all the time. <laughs> I like Nickelback. Okay, well, I, li- we'll- I like
0: Fire Ants. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll edit it out. Um, all right, uh, let's see. As for me, I am definitely going A. It's not even really a question because a uh, couple couple things. It's more an attitude than a it's question. More, it is. Uh, Joe Strummer was uh was being interviewed and he he was asking like you know how how is your how are you going to keep doing this thing that you're doing um as your audience gets older and he says i don't want to keep doing the same thing that i'm doing right now when my i want to grow i want to grow with my audience i want my music to evolve with my audience and Hmm. and um you know, as I get older, so will so will my attitude towards what I'm playing and what's influencing me. So it's kind of ridiculous to think that I'm still going to be doing these things, you know, 10, 20 years from now. Uh, and and I I thought that was kind of profound, being asked that so early on in his career. Uh, Joe Strummer from the Clash, in case somebody out there doesn't know that. <laughs> but um, I think there's also an element of right now we we can sit down and in a weekend watch someone a year's worth of someone's work on netflix Mm -hmm. and when you begin to ingest something that quickly nuances are lost Um, you can get bored really easy Uh, so that's kind of like a weird psychological thing and i think you're right jared you mentioned the anticipation like when something does come out and you're like, yes, right. And, and you ingest it and then you can't, you, you can't wait for that next thing. And inevitably what you do is you start going back to the thing that you liked and dig into it further and try to find more things out about that. So those things, I, I think we, we don't really have that in society right now. And I um, we might have been the the last uh, big generation to to uh, benefit <laughs> quite, from that. To quite be honest, possibly.
1: Yeah. So it's unanimous. Yes. I concur. Choice yes. A.
0: <laughs> Excellent question, Pete Rubio. <laughs> <laughs> Pete Rubio, thank yeah, you, Pete. I know, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks
3: for uh, listening to us, Pete.
0: Yeah, we appreciate it. Thank you for sending that in. Hey, uh, if you have a "Would you rather" you, that you're dying to get us to read and answer, we would love to hear from you. You can send that to uh, us on via email or direct message.
3: Make it tongue-twisty too, so I screw it up a bunch of times.
0: <laughs> I don't. He likes. He we likes can, that. You can count on yes it. Uh, Tony Baloney Yes. Can you take it away from here? You would like me to thank some people. I would. I would like to thank
1: some people. Yes. Jerry would like to thank some people. Thank you. At this point of the show, we like to thank a special group of people. Mm-hmm. We call them our executive producers. Some might call them friends. Mm. Friends of the podcast. They get stuff. And someone's driving down the road right now, I know, saying, ah, executive producer, I don't know, how do I get to That's right. How do I get to be one? Well, you head over to Patreon.com forward slash the Guitar Knobs on the internet on the internet's yeah if you if you have that and um, go on there's a couple of different levels in which you can participate each level comes with a bevy of Prize packages.
0: We got a new name for one of the levels. That's right, the Grand Poobah. The Grand Poobah. Poobah executive producer. We got a couple people in there, and yes. we are so appreciative of that. Thank and, you. And we uh, we are donning our fezes in their honor. Yes, we, we are. are.
1: <laughs> so go over patreon.com forward slash the guitar knobs. Check it out. Each level has its great stuff. When you get to the executive producer and the grand poobah executive producer levels, Jared, what happens? Well, you get to have your name right on the. That's thing. right. In addition to all that great stuff, T-shirts and barefoot buttons That's and right. giveaways and oh my god, I can't even I can't even begin to list all of the stuff. Me either. Mm-hmm. You get your name right on the thing. Yes. That's and
0: that's right. what I'm going to do right now. Tony, before you do that... Oh, I'm I, stopping. I, I need to I need to just share something really quick regarding these people that you're going to read off. Yes. Specifically, Brad Partridge, uh, who reached out to me on, on Patreon. We had a discussion. He is uh, one of those folks that has suffered from the uh, Australian fires. Oh. And, not uh, good, so, not good. you know, uh, we said, no, 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 no. You are... You're good here, buddy. So um, we want to say a big, fat, humongous thank you to Brad Partridge, whose name you're going to read in just a second. Yes. And we wish him and all of our other Australian friends um, a a good recovery. Yes. uh, Tough stuff out there. So yeah, just wanted to make that shout out real quick. Oh,
1: nice. Nice Todd.
3: So
0: without further ado, (laughs) I'm going to read the list of names.
1: I'll go from newest to most senior. It's Mr. Steve keys, Cody Foster, Cody Lane, Justin Jones, Tommy Manasco, David Kaminga, Doug Gann, Tim Nowak, John Esterley. Chris Heidel, Ty Garman, Tyler Bray, John Anglin, Anthony Lanthrop, Johnny Knowles, Stefan Lamb. Ah, <laughs> my, my phone froze. <laughs> Michael Senchuk, Brian Robison, Jonathan Jerusik, Ken Sayers, Corey Nigro, Brad Partridge, Michael Van Zant, Doug Christ, Darren Gregory, Chris Kearney, Sean S. John Daly, Martin Cliff,
0: and Tom. Brazzin. Brazzin. all right yeah. thank you everybody thank you so much thank you to all those who aren't being read off at the other levels we truly truly appreciate it uh boot where can people get an awesome guitar from you
2: they can go to um a <clears throat> couple of places they can uh go to chicago music exchange uh southern guitars uh dot com uh, dot com spicer's music and or B A dot com.
0: All right. So if you want if they want something special, if I want if I want something special, i I need to go to I need to go directly to your website to get that.
2: Yeah, yeah, if it's custom, yeah.
0: Okay. They're sounds good. They are all special, but if you want a special err one, <laughs>
2: That's right. okay,
0: more special <laughs> more specials. Um, extra special. All right. Uh boot we're uh super grateful that you've been on the show. Um Tony
2: Yeah, thank you guys for having me.
0: You bet, man. Yeah, well, let's say you
1: need a special guard uh, for your new B.A. Ferguson guitar. Yes. That's right. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: or, or, or a different one, not or because a it's a bad one. Not just, because you know, it's right. bad. Maybe you just want a different color. <laughs> yes. You know, oh, boot yeah. Maybe right. doesn't have uh, the wide selection that pick Guardian does. Yes. Uh, head over to pickguardian.com and check out some of the things that I offer. I offer much more than what's on the website. If you need something custom, shoot me an email. I will take care of you. Personally, If yeah. you want to take a look at some of the uh, projects we talk about from time to time, uh, Instagram at PickGuardian and the number
0: one.
1: Jared? Mm-hmm. Sure. Oh, if you are in need of pickups, pickups
3: repair, or anything having to do with pickups, uh, go to com. And right now, I've got a limited run of 24 sets of 1959 clones with uh, very, very... Accurate covers and they are aged really well. So no, not just covers, it, other
1: parts too. Yeah, it's yeah. all
3: it's all a big big deal. So yeah. if you're
1: interested in
3: really accurate looking things and sounding, um, yeah, you know, yeah, and sounding of course. This is like
0: super. I mean, I say this with all the endearment endowed in me, but this is th- those are kind of corksniffy.
3: Yes, they are. Yeah, absolutely. They're for the guys that want to put it on their. Gibson Les Paul R nine and all that kind of thing. Yeah, so yeah, I'm,
0: yeah. It's a very limited it's like the correct the the exact radius bend of the of the corners and stuff. Right. Exactly. Yeah,
3: you, you hit the head on the nail. Yeah,
0: which oddly enough hasn't been available so, so much. That's, yeah.
3: So that's uh that's going on right now until they're gone. So that's kind of a cool thing that's happening. All right. So
0: so shoot Jared a, an email or or DM him on on his uh brand site i like old repairs too so yeah send old, me those all those things you can send me an email todd at theguitarknobs.com or dm me on instagram at guitar knobs we would love to hear from you your would you rather just share a little story that you have or you know say hi whatever it's cool all right everybody we're so thankful to ba ferguson for for uh joining us tonight boot thank you so much
2: Thank you guys. It was a pleasure and an honor.
0: Thank you. Thanks, man. Um, make sure you go check out his guitars. Make sure you have a great guitar week and subscribe. Yeah. Somebody uh, He does that. He gives me the slow the slow nod like you're going I'm watching I'm watching you row towards the waterfall. Now, now I gotta look at While you're East looking now. at the pretty trees, trees. And I'm just gonna nod real slow. Water-
1: <laughs> really Sometimes cool, so. the words Thanks, just come out of his mouth
0: and there's nothing you can do to stop <laughs> I him. I know. <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, that's it for these knobs. Please visit our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash Visit our website at theGuitarKnobs.com for all of our past episodes, four on the floor blog, and other good stuff. You can connect with us on social too at our Facebook page and share your gear and stories on our Facebook group. Also, be sure to check out our Instagram at Guitar Knobs. Catch you next time.